0: What's up, dudes? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets feed. I'm the host, Jeff Clark, and it is a solo pod today. I know you guys have gotten used to hearing my fellow Outkick handicapper, David Troy, on these podcasts, but I'm uh, I'm riding up by myself today. I actually just didn't feel like hitting him up um, because it's only a four-game slate. He's a busy man with his other jobs and and dad life, and I'm single as all can be and have nothing else to do but to gamble on the NBA. So I figure I'd fit a quick one in here for you guys um, and give out three plays, which is probably too aggressive. And again, only a four-game NBA slate. No one really cares about the NBA tonight. All eyes are going to be on the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. Of course, I have action in those games. You can hear my Sweet 16 gambling breakdown with my fellow OutKick handicapping buddy, uh, Dan Z. We did that earlier this week. We went through all eight games of the Sweet 16. I gave out four looks, two in Thursday. Two and Friday, the written versions of those handicaps are also available on outkick.com backslash bets, but this is obviously an NBA-focused podcast, so let's get into the Thursday slate here. Again, only four games, so not a lot to pick from, but I did find three bets. The first one, uh, I'm taking the New York Knicks as three-and-a-half point road favorites at the Orlando Magic. Uh, The New York York Knicks have dropped two straight games and during this one. They lost 127-120 to Miami last night in a game that I flirted with taking the under in. Obviously, that game was nowhere close to going under. Didn't give it out as an official pod play. Um, Thank God, because that was an ugly—that would have been an ugly bet. The Knicks lost their previous game on uh, this past Monday— Uh, To the Minnesota Timberwolves, 140 to 134. So they scored 134 and 120 in their last two losses. Their offense isn't a problem. It's their defense that's that's been pretty atrocious. The Orlando Magic are five and one against the spread over their last six. Three and three straight up. They beat the Washington Wizards at home Tuesday, 122 to 112. But I'm I'm liking the the New York Knicks here because the New York Knicks are probably the easiest team to bet on. They beat who they're supposed to, so whenever they're a home favorite or a road favorite, that's when you should back them. But they lose to the teams that they're worse than. So again, it's you can almost set your watch to to New York Knicks covers and non covers. They are two and zero straight up and against the number versus the Magic this season, um, and they have two solid angles that I'm 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 backing them because of one of which is them covering as home favorites again. They're eight and two against the number, which is an NBA best ETS mark as a road favorites and they have a plus 9.5 straight up margin and 6.8 spread differential as a road favorite this season. Also, uh, Tom Thibodeau is known for like kind of running his starters in the ground. That's one of the common criticisms of Tibbs. Um, but the, the New York Knicks, Um, play well in the second of a back-to-back and part of me thinks that the market typically underrates the Knicks expecting them to be gassed from the previous night because Tom Thibodeau plays the starter so much. However, the Knicks are 6-3-2 against the spread with zero rest days this season and they are 22-7-2 against the spread over the last 31 games played with uh, no rest days. So, Again, typically the market underrates them in this in these back-to-back spots, and they just crush teams. They're supposed to crush. I don't think the Magic's offense is going to be able to keep up with the Knicks. They're only twenty-six in offensive rating. And again, the last two losses for the Knicks, um, their their offense hasn't been the problem. So I'm going to back them in a in a, in a bounce back spot here. And Orlando's defense is pretty good at least on paper however I think it's misleading you guys have heard me talk about this or mention this a lot previously the Orlando Magic have the second worst wide open defensive three-point attempt rate as in they don't close out on three-point shooters and and three-point shooters of opposing teams get quality looks against Orlando so they more or less just pack the paint and hope the outside shooters aren't hitting threes well Again, the Knicks' offense hasn't been a problem lately, and they've shot forty-three percent or better on three-point on three-pointers in three of their last four games. So let's, bow, let's bet the Knicks uh, to get out of their little slump here and to beat a Magic team they've they've crushed already twice this season. The next side that I'm looking at here is the Los Angeles Clippers, which. Just saying that kind of makes me throw up in my mouth. They're hosting the OKC Thunder in the second of a back-to-back. The Thunder upset the Clippers 101-100 to on uh, Tuesday. The Clippers were seven-point favorites going into that game. Maybe six-and-a-half is what it closed at. Currently, they're four-point favorites. So a big... Um, a big injury occurred for the Clippers in that in that in that loss to the Thunder the other night, where they they uh, end up losing Paul George, who hyper extended his knee, and the official diagnosis is a, a sprain, I believe. But he's going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks, and who knows when he returns to the lineup. Um, again, that was a six and a half point spread, maybe seven, depending on when you got it and how it closed. I'm um. I'm uh, not sure what it even closed at. I could look it up. But point is that there's been a two-and-a-half, three-point drop-off from Paul George. And as much as I like Paul George, as, as key is as Paul George is to the Clippers' championship hopes, I don't think – I think two-and-a-half points, three points is too much of a downgrade in this position. Um, Ty Lue is one of the better adjustments – a uh, coaches at making mid game or in series adjustments. So, him getting the face of thunder in the second of a back to back, I think the Clippers are going to make the necessary adjustments to bounce back in this game. And um, Paul Kawhi Leonard was was had a, a very subpar game by his standards against the Thunder the other night. He only scored twenty one points on forty four percent shooting. Um, But he's been on fire since the All-Star break. Kawhi Leonard is averaging 29 points per game on 55% shooting. He's shooting 51% from behind the arc. So I'm expecting a bounce-back performance out of Kawhi Leonard. Also, the Clippers only lost by one, but they they missed nine free throws, which is very... Um, atypical for for the Clippers, who's usually a pretty good free-throw shooting team. Kawhi Leonard missed two. Paul George missed both of his free-throws. Um, Terrence Mann, who's usually a pretty reliable th- free-throw shooter. Um, I guess he's shooting 77%, so that's not great, but he missed two free-throws. Um, so, I... I don't believe uh, I don't believe that the, the Clippers are going to have that poor of a shooting performance from both the field or the free throw line here in a second straight game against the Thunder. So uh, I'm playing the zigzag theory. It's tough to beat the same team in consecutive games in the NBA or really in professional sports. And I don't think the Thunder get it done Thursday against the Clippers. Again, I'm I'm um, kind of hitching my wagon to the fact that Ty Lue can make awesome. Adjustments or make uh, crucial adjustments, whereas the uh, and, and Kawhi Leonard having a bounce back game, getting back to to his his typical form, but we'll see. Um, finally, the in the Clipper game there there is a pros versus Joe's angle here as well. Um, as of the recording of this podcast, which is. 1 eastern standard time the clippers are getting more money in the in the market whereas the thunder are getting more bets usually you want to go with the money um column when it's counter to the to the to the tickets or the bets place column because the uh, pros bet more money than the than the, than the joe so the cash column usually represents the the sharper side of the market so we're going to go with the clippers minus four And as one side, we're gonna go with the the Knicks minus three and a half as in the other as the other side um, for our two sides. And I'm getting one more. I'm I'm getting one more bet in there. It's gonna be a player prop. I've actually been doing pretty well with player props recently, which hopefully that that um that can continue into the playoffs since there's gonna be fewer games to play, and I'm gonna focus more on player props come the playoffs. But I'm going to take under Cavaliers center Jared Allen's 12.5 points versus the Brooklyn Nets. I was on the uh, Brooklyn Nets to beat the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night or at least cover the spread. They lost 115-109 to 109 in a game that was actually closer than that final score indicates. They could have covered. They missed three shots at the end of regulation to cover as four 4.5-point four underdogs. Um, which which really sucked, but I do I do um, like Jared Allen to go under his point prop total at twelve and a half because he's going to be defended by one of the best defensive bigs in the NBA. That's that's Brooklyn Nets center Nicholas Claxton, and Jared Allen is actually tenth in the Cleveland Cavaliers in usage rate. There's there's a lot of uh, mouths to feed, which is what I wrote in my my outkick handicap this morning on the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland mostly. Um, the 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 offense mostly runs through those guys, and and. Then, you know, you got Evan Mobley who who will get some looks and and, and will get some plays called for him. And and Jared Allen really doesn't get a lot of plays ran for him. He's not an outside shooter, so you don't have any – there's no threat of him, like, pulling uh, Nick Nick Claxton out of the paint, excuse me, and if he's just going to kind of try to operate out of the post, well, I'll take my chances on Nick Claxton um, keeping him under this point total and – um, just being able to do a decent job against against Jared Allen. The Brooklyn Nets are fifth in defensive field goal percentage versus shots at the rim. They're first in all mid-range shots, which is obviously where Jared Allen spends most of his time. So I don't think he's going to get a lot of usage. And even if he does, I think Claxton could, could uh, put him in a vice, so to speak. So my third bet is under... Jared Allen, 12.5 points. I'm adding that to the Clippers. Minus four at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then I'm laying three and a half with the Knicks when they visit the Orlando Magic. Thanks for listening, guys. Best of luck to you in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight this weekend and uh, March Madness. and. I might come back Friday for another podcast, but if I don't, I'll talk to you guys next week with some other gambling content and bets that I have in my portfolio. But peace out.